We have sadness. We have confusion. We have despair, hopelessness. We have rage. We have fury. We have anger. We have every flavor of these contractive energies that are present in our body. And sometimes we're experiencing more than one of them at the same time. So multiple levels and layers and flavors of these contractive emotions are present during grief. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora. And today I want to talk about the art of transmutation what it is and how we use it to step into our fullest expression and create a fully aligned life, as well as create really important changes in the world around us, whether that is globally, locally in our communities, or within our home and our most immediate and important relationships. First, I want to define what transmutation is. As a noun, it is defined as the action of changing or the state of being changed into another form. The transitive verb definition is to change or alter in form, appearance, or nature, especially to a higher form. That is transmutation. Transmutation is a process and a practice that I have personally been engaged in for as far back as I can really remember, but I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know how to define it or that it was a thing that was actually making my life and the world around me better. In 2014, when I went through a very traumatic loss, which you can read about in my book, Unravel, we'll link to that in the show notes, I really stepped more deeply into this art of transmutation without consciously thinking about it. And I can look back and I can see now that that is what I was doing. And I have since over the years of healing from the loss, the trauma that followed, the abuse that followed, I have, I've seen when I take things that are hard and heavy and I change them in form. So not only do I take the contractive emotions and shift them, transform them into more expansive, more productive states of the same energy, but then I take that energy and I channel it into something that is healing for me, but also impactful for the world. An example of that is early on in my grief. I felt instinctually called to channel that into writing. I did not write and share about my grief from any place of being strategic, of marketing anything, even though me showing up online before that was very much about being strategic and marketing and sharing my story in order to lead people into my body of work. After grief, the after my loss, I should say, not after grief, while I was grieving that loss, there was so much raw energy and emotion in my body at any given time. Anyone who has experienced a loss, who has experienced grief, knows that there is so much emotion that comes with that. So many different flavors of emotion, contractive emotions in particular. We have sadness. We have confusion. We have despair, hopelessness. We have rage. We have fury. We have anger. We have every flavor of these contractive energies that are present in our body. And sometimes we're experiencing more than one of them at the same time. So multiple levels and layers and flavors of these contractive emotions are present during grief. Now, I want to quickly pause and say that transmutation is not about bypassing our emotions. So it's not about skipping ahead. It's not about saying, ooh, I'm feeling grief. I'm feeling rage and fury. I'm feeling sadness, heartache 
whatever the contractive experience is, and then saying, I'm going to jump ahead and I'm going to turn this into something good. We do that a lot with the hard things in life. We even have sayings, everything happens for a reason. One day you'll see the lesson, this will be a gift. And we try to jump ahead to that. And something that I said very early on in my grief, because it was something that I had to learn, is we have to leave the lessons where they lie. Meaning, if there is a lesson and a gift from this contractive experience, from the loss, the trauma, the grief, whatever it is that you're experiencing or walking through, the lesson lives where the lesson lives. You can't bypass the emotion, the contractive state, the hard and heavy parts of it, and jump to the lessons. And we'll do that. We'll try to do that. We say all of those things that can be so frustrating to those who are struggling, but we'll even say them to ourselves. God never gives me anything more than I can handle. Everything happens for a reason. This is shaping me into the person that I'm here to be. That's a thing that I teach. That is not true. If you don't live out and live through and move through what it is that you have to move through to get to that lesson and that truth. You cannot be shaped by something that you're unwilling to feel. You cannot truly transmute something contractive and heavy and hard into something expansive and purposeful and productive without feeling it first. You may be able to convince yourself that you have. You may be able to extract lessons and wisdom from what happened, but you're doing it intellectually. You haven't found your way to that. You haven't felt your way through everything so that you can drop more deeply into yourself, into your truth, so that you can learn the exact lessons and wisdom and gain the gifts that you're meant to get if you haven't felt through it. You just can't do that. So we try to jump ahead. And so I want to be very clear with transmutation. This is not a tool to bypass. If you use it in that way, you're not really transmuting. You're actually just skipping ahead. You're actually just taking the contractive emotions and stuffing them further into your body. You're bypassing. You're skipping it all together. You're not feeling your way through what's present in your body. Feeling our emotions is critical to transmuting them. You can't just intellectualize. I'm feeling angry, but I don't want to feel angry. So I'm going to actually stuff the anger down and I'm going to intellectually shift my thoughts about why I'm angry into righteousness. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get big and angry around the things that feel important to me. You didn't transmute. You intellectualized. And that anger is still in your body which will actually block you and hinder your ability to do the thing that you think you're doing. It will show up in different ways. It will make you sick. It will weigh you down. Transmutation is not about bypassing. At no point in the process of healing and growth and making impossible things inevitable do we bypass, which means we have to have that a relationship to our emotions. More importantly, and we have been building towards this conversation throughout all of the episodes, especially the emotions episode, which we'll also link to in the show notes. You have to have a relationship to your emotions. Most importantly, your no-go zone emotions, the ones that you shut down around the most. For some personalities, that's anger. For some personalities, that's hopelessness, feeling unlovable, despair, grief. 
as a whole, as a collection of contractive, stormy emotions? What don't you let yourself feel? That no-go zone emotion is your greatest, greatest source of power in this life. And there's probably a lot of it that's been stored in your body if it's the one thing that you won't let yourself feel. So it's also the thing that's going to be the hardest for you to face. We have to elicit those emotions, intentionally elicit them, meaning calling them forward, pulling them out, bringing them into our conscious awareness, feeling them, and feeling them in a very specific way, in a way that doesn't bypass but also allows you to transmute. So there is feeling and processing emotions. If I'm sad, if something hurts my heart and I cry about it and I just let myself cry and emote and let that energy move out of me, that sadness, I'm processing it in real time. Nothing is being stored in my body. I am letting it move out. That is productive. That is beautiful. Transmutation adds a step. We still feel, we still process. We let it move through us. We emote, we feel it fully and productively, meaning we're not telling stories about it and we're moving it in whatever way is safe and healthy for us. No judgment, no stories, just raw emotion. But these really big contractive emotions, especially our no go emotions, When we're transmuting, we're not just feeling and moving it out of our body. We are actively shifting its form. Grief becomes love. Anger becomes a fiery, directed passion. Fear becomes excitement. One of my favorite quotes, and I will find the author and we'll put it in the show notes because I can never remember it. I think it's Fritz Fritz Perls. We'll look it up is that fear is just excitement without the breath. So this is one of the examples of transmutation that I feel is easiest for most of us to understand. So fear is just excitement without the breath. If I'm feeling afraid, I'm I'm going to speak on stage. That's what they say is people's greatest fear above death is public speaking. So I'm going to my first TED talk. Let's all visualize that for me. Let's all manifest that together. I'm going on stage for my first TED Talk. I'm feeling fear. It's a normal human emotion. Fear is excitement without the breath. When I breathe into fear, I can shift the baseline state of fearful terror into this nervous, giddy, excited energy that can then propel me forward. Can actually make the talk that I go out and give that much more powerful and impactful. Same energy. Whereas if I just feel and energize the fear, or I go into story around the fear, I go out there and I fumble over my words and I'm overthinking everything and I'm telling stories about that one woman who looks like she's rolling her eyes and what that means about me and everybody hates me and I should never have done this. Imposter syndrome all around. I can't be as impactful with that energy. So I either have to move it, just get it out of me somehow, shake it out before I go on stage, 
so that it's not an energy that is limiting my ability to show up fully expressed and contribute in the way that I'm called to contribute. Or I can transmute it. I can breathe into it. I can shift its form from fear and terror to nervous, giddy, excited energy that can then be channeled. And that's another piece of transmuting is that we don't just change it in form. I don't just go from feeling fearful to feeling nervous and giddy and excited. I then channel it. Transmuted energy and emotion is so potent and powerful. But it, just like contractive emotions, can make us sick if it doesn't leave the body. It's not just about getting it out of the body. That's important. That's processing. That's not storing things in ourselves. It's about channeling it in a very specific way. If I am turning fear into fuel by turning that terror into this nervous, giddy, excited, amped energy, I can then channel it. I can then use it differently, productively, not just for me, but for the world. This is, this is an art form that makes our purpose work, our purpose expression, so much more potent and impactful. And if you're here, if you're in this community with me, if you're on this journey with me, I know that you care about living your fullest expression. That is like all I talk about. If you don't care about that, you would just find me annoying because I won't shut up about it. I know that you care about living your fullest expression and contributing to the world in some way, in the way that you are meant to. Not the way anyone else thinks that you should, wants from you, the way anyone else does. You are here to be you, fully expressed, fully aligned. The art of transmutation is such a big piece of being able to do that. In order to use this practice, this process, to live from it, to take the emotions that you're experiencing and channel them in a productive way, in a way that creates change for everyone, you have to feel your feelings. So I completely skipped over my story and went right into teaching. That is what I did with grief. I felt my grief fully. I did not bypass the feeling of the grief, but I transmuted it. I didn't just wail and sob and fall to my knees. I didn't just rage at the night sky. I did all those things. And I shifted the form of the energy in such a way that it could then be channeled outward. And I wrote. I channeled my grief into words, words that were as much for me as everyone else, that had no ties at the time to my business. I wasn't helping people with grief and trauma at the time. I was helping people find their passion, build a life and business around it. I wasn't even fully owning purpose work like I do now. Didn't make any sense. From a strategic business perspective, for me to write about grief, in fact, there were times I lost clients over it. There were times I had people come to me wanting to do business branding work who would then message me and say, it seems like you're going through something right now. Maybe this isn't a good fit. Maybe this isn't the right time to hire you. 
but still I couldn't stop because in transmuting, going beyond just processing my feelings, it would transmute it into another energy, which would then channel into a different form that would then go out into the world and help others through their grief journey. And all of this for me was, there was no conscious intention to it. I still didn't really understand what I was doing. And again, we do not use this to bypass. I was already an open channel. I was already someone who took their experiences and their emotions, transmuted them, and channeled them outward through a channel of creation and conversation. There's channels of expression how we express ourselves, how we live our fullest expression, who we be, how we show up in the world, how we engage with others, our relationships, our lifestyle. There's channels of conversation and creation. It was already a person who channeled in that way, who was in this active process of processing through my emotions in real time, transmuting them into a different form and channeling them outward. So it made sense for me to do this. I was already primed and conditioned for this. If this is your first big loss, your first big trauma, it doesn't make sense most of the time for you to transmute and channel. It can make sense for you to feel and process, to build that relationship to your emotions, to navigate the deep underbelly of these journeys, which is deep, deep work that we do in journey mapping, reorienting to yourself and your life. Allowing what you've been through to shape you when the time is right. You may be at a point where you have been deep in the underbelly of the journey. You have been processing, you have been feeling, you have been healing. You've been reorienting to yourself. And now you're ready to transmute. But maybe you're not ready to channel that. There are stages to this. So please don't look at my example. As a guidepost for this is how it should look. There are stages to this. Depends on who you are and where you're at. When we go through these challenging chapters and big life transitions, they alter who we are to one degree or another. So even if you were somebody who channeled your expression, that might have changed. You might need to get to know yourself more. You might need to re-work through the process again of coming into alignment with who you are. Start over with, what is my purpose? Who am I here to be? What do I care about? You might be in that stage. So there is no right way to move through this. There are steps to this process. There's an order in which it works, in which we live it, we work it. Discernment. If you are still deep in the underbelly in your work is that you need to feel and process and reorient to yourself to try and jump ahead to channeling it in a productive way that then affects the world can be bypassing. You're trying to rush the process. So you really have to understand where you are in this process and really have to know yourself. I have a deep relationship to my purpose, the seed of my purpose, as well as the way my purpose wishes to express itself. The way that my purpose expresses changed organically as I went through grief and trauma and abuse. The channel stayed the same for the most part. Writing, content, 
video, being online, having conversations, business, the channel stayed the same for me. The conversations evolved. The way that I was shaped as a person and a leader and a coach evolved. So understand that there's a process. And I'm going to invite you to my upcoming masterclass where we're going to go through all of this. So stick around for that invitation. Jump to the show notes if you're eager to learn more. But know that it's a process and there are phases. And we don't always need to jump right into expression. We may be in the stage of, I need to build this relationship to my grief, to my emotions, my anger. I need to feel again. I need to acknowledge my no-go zone emotion and really work with it. Before I can even transmute it into the more expansive and energized and potent side. And, and if I can do that, I might need to use it for me first before I can channel it. There are stages to this process. The other piece of transmutation is waking ourselves back up to what is going on in the world. There is a lot of horrible things happening. There is a lot of pain, trauma, grief, harm, sadness, heartbreak. There's a lot of scary things going on in the world. And because we're so inundated with this, we tend to dissociate and to become desensitized because it's so much more than our souls can handle, than our hearts can carry. So we numb out. We become desensitized. We dissociate. We scroll right back that, right past that horrific thing and right past the next one. And we mute it. Those things need to be looked at. Those things that you feel most upset about happening in the world are a key to unlocking more of your fullest expression and your unique contribution. They allow us to see what matters most to us. And when we can feel how we feel about them, when we can feel the heartbreak, the sadness, the rage, the fury, we have accessed our power to create change. Our ability to rise up, to take a stand, a stand that, that creates ripples, that disrupts the world around us, that disrupts generational trauma that changes the world globally. And this doesn't mean that you have to be on the front line of rallies and marches and causes. That might be what it means for you. And feeling into this and allowing yourself to feel all that you feel about it, all that's hard and heavy, challenging but beyond belief, heartbreaking, gutting, the things that make you nauseous, sick to your stomach, that is going to allow you to then transmute and to be that ripple of disruption, which might for you make you realize, oh, I really care about this cause. And here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to create. Here's the channel of conversation or creation that I know will make a difference. However, big or small, and don't assign meaning to those words, whatever scale or scope is right for you. Bigger is not necessarily better. 
for you. Local. Within your family, within your relationships, simply within you existing as your full expression might be the right scale and scope for you. One is not better or worse. What's important is that everyone is showing up in their fullest expression and contributing in the way that they feel called to. We can't do that if we're unwilling to feel what's hard and what hurts. If we're unable to transmute it in productive ways. This is why we dissociate and shut down. We see the horrors of the world, of the horrible things happening around us, and we shut down. Because we don't know what to do with those emotions. And when we can't do anything with them and we feel helpless. That just makes us sick and anxious and depressed. So we shut down and we call it self-care. And there are times that is necessary to take care of ourselves, to rest. But if we're shutting down, we're muting everything. All of the expansive experiences and emotions. All of the things we desire. We are not fully stepping into who we are here to be because part of us is shut down. We're not feeling everything that's there for us to feel. It's still affecting us. We're just not connected to it. And in feeling this, knowing how to process our emotions in a healthy and productive way, we can then transmute it. And we can turn our hopelessness, our despair, our sadness, our grief into a love that impacts the world. Even if that's just us walking around in our day-to-day, feeling our hearts, having our hearts be open, being and embodying love. Or if that's going out and creating a movement, a business, a podcast, writing a book, making our art, recording our album. Both matter. These are the channels that we can transmute contractive experiences into productive and expansive ones that are so potent and channel them outward. And we start to create change, not just for ourselves and our lives, but for those around us. We start to disrupt generational patterns, systemic patterns that cause harm, that perpetuate harm, simply by feeling our feelings fully and learning to work with them in a very specific way. Not just processing them, processing and transmuting and then channeling them. Nothing gets stored in us. And not only are we free and clear of that, do we have more freedom and leverage in ourselves to create what it is that we want to be who we're here to be, but we have channeled that in such a way that everyone else is affected positively, that real change can occur. That is the art of transmutation. This is. Some of the most important work that I have done in my life, and I have spent the last several years really understanding the process, really making sense of it. I am process-oriented. Everything about my work is process-oriented. That means that I seek to understand the process that is at play. When you can understand the process of something, you understand the mechanisms and you can model it. And I am really good at taking these things that I just live, that other people just live, and breaking them down into something that can be understood and lived, that you can take and actualize in your life. You can make it a part of how you work with your emotions, a tool in your toolbox for full expression, 
and contribution and creating change in the world around you, around what matters most to you, whatever scale or scope. And I finally feel ready and so excited to teach you this process. And so I'm so excited to invite you to the Art of Transmutation. It's a three-part masterclass. It will take place on March 14th, 15th, and 16th. We'll be on Zoom. If you attend live, you'll get access to some great bonuses, including a custom acupressure recording for you that will help you with your biggest blocks around showing up fully expressed, around processing and feeling your emotions, around your no-go zones, your traumas, your limiting beliefs, whatever it is that feels like your biggest stopper, I will create a custom acupressure recording for you that will help repattern that and rewire that and eliminate it. You can take your greatest fear, your biggest subconscious stopper or core wound story, past traumas, and have no resonance with it through acupressure work. So if I say, oh, I could never, I could never do that. It's too scary. It's too hard. I would be punished. I'm so afraid. And I do acupressure around that very specific belief. By the end of one session, I can have no resonance. I have no idea why I would say that. That's acupressure work. So if you come to all three live, you will get a custom recorded acupressure session just for you. And you'll get entered to win 30 minutes laser coaching session with me around whatever it is that you need support with. If that's the deeper, more challenging emotions, we will work with that. That is coming into alignment with the truth of who you are, what it means to be fully expressed, what your purpose is your contribution, who you're here to be, the work you're here to do, we'll work on that. If that's understanding how to transmute and channel that in a productive way, we will work on that. Head on down to the show notes and check out The Art of Transmutation. It will really explain what it is that you get, what it is that we'll be talking about, the three parts of the process that we'll work with. It will be available by recording for three weeks if you can't attend live. And there is a reason that I have limited this, that I have not made it lifetime access. That is because this work is so powerful. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. It will change your life. I don't want you to buy this and think, I'll get to it when I get to it. I want you to come, if you can, and be in the energy. And let me support you in real time. And get that bonus acupressure session just for you. Or I want you to, within the three-week period of the replay, to do the work. This will transform your life. And not only will you be able to feel and move through and process and transmute the harder, heavier emotions that you need to feel anyways. But you will begin to make the impact that you're here to make at whatever scale or scope feels right and true for you. So check out the show notes. I really hope that you will join me March 14th, 15th, and 16th. And this is the first, the first reveal, the first invitation, the first piece of a story, big, beautiful story that I'm going to be sharing with you over the coming months that you could never guess or anticipate that is so magical and so special to me, so powerful for all of us. This is the first step the first piece of the story, the first bit of unfolding of something so much bigger. And so I really hope that you can feel my excitement behind that. 
that this is just the first small step for us towards everything that I have been working on behind the scenes that I am so excited to reveal to you. And it is a journey I'm so excited for all of us to take. So I hope that you will start with this first step. Check out The Art of Transmutation. The link is below in the show notes or head over to stephaniezamora.com slash transmutation to get registered. And I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com slash podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.